everyone who's listening. Welcome to Simple Parenting in Queens, a safe place where we like to connect with everyday families doing extraordinary things. Raising a child truly takes a village, and we want to build a community where we can all relate and connect with one another to make this journey even more memorable and enjoyable. I am your host, Cecia Falcon, and I run a family daycare program for 10 years. Besides working with young children over the years, I have loved creating a bond with every family that has been with us thus far. So this podcast is dedicated to all you busy parents. I know you guys are doing all your best to raise your children. Thank you for listening. My guest today is an incredible woman. She's a single mom of two boys and a business owner. We talk about her childhood in Taiwan, the cultural shock of moving to New York, raising her two boys, opening her own business in the city, and so much more. So today we have Annie Ju. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. I'm a mom of two, and I'm a small business owner. I grew up in Taiwan. I was born and raised in Taiwan, came to New York for school, for college. Um, went to Parsons School of Designs. I majored in fine art and then transformed into graphic. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood in Taiwan? Yes. In Taiwan, we are very family-oriented. You live with your whole family, meaning grandparents, parents, children. Three generations always live together. We always have sit-down meals every single day. I do not recall there's one day that we don't sit down with parents and grandparents. Wow, for every meal? Every meal. That's so crazy. So, well, except the breakfast. Yeah, because you have school and mm -hmm. all that. That's So do you have siblings? Or? Yes, I have a younger brother and younger sister. They both live in Taiwan. In Taiwan? And the rest of my family. Wow, so what made you come to New York? School. To school? Yeah. I graduated from high school, and my cousin was here, so uh, my parents thought it would be a good idea to pursue my degree here. Oh, so your parents' idea was mm -hmm. your parents' support? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's unheard of, because usually, you know, in yeah. like you were saying, <coughs> you guys are very tight, and yeah. you guys don't... I wouldn't imagine that, like, letting, you know, your baby go to a different yeah. country. Yeah. But you didn't come by yourself. No, because my cousin were, was already here. That's why my parents was comfortable saying that, yeah, you know, they're doing well in school, so you should go too. Because sometimes parents, they don't really know us. Like, mm -hmm. they always want to project something else that they want yeah, they did. on you. But did they know you, like, to support you? Well, they were expecting me to go to business school because we have oh, family okay. business. So they think, they thought I was going for accounting. <laughs> wow. But did you go along with that or did you actually try I actually accounting? try, I tried accounting in Taiwan. I went to a special high school that was prepping me to go on a business route. I went okay. to a high school that actually have a special training in finance, like be, like accounting, economics and stuff like that. But it's not for me. I was miserable. So I came here, I enrolled in school, did a liberal arts, and then I just decided to go for fine art. I went for liberal art to fine arts. Wow. And when did your parents find out? When the bill came. When the school tuition came. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, Annie, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying all these pants for? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. But, so but, but nevertheless, they supported me. So Yeah, how did you convince them? Was <clears throat> there something that like you got a job and you started telling them, oh, look, you know, I'm really good at this? Or how did you convince Actually, them? Actually, I have time? always been better do well, somewhat well in arts growing up. But they didn't want me to, they didn't want to nurture that. Right. They want to direct me to a different realm. But my art was always been great. And they didn't want to invest in that. You know, in the beginning. Right, because it's very risky. I mean, for yeah. someone to go into arts, you never know. You just find artists, you can find a job, you just can't. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like out of them and being just trying to look out for you. Yeah. What they felt was best. Yeah. What was like your typical day? You mentioned like everyone there ate their meals together, but mm-hmm. how was it your typical day? Let's say, what, what, how old is Kato? Kato's 10. 10, like as a 10 year old. As a 10 year old, we, you know, you wake up, you go to school. My mom will always have breakfast with us. We go to school. She set up the shop, open the business. And then when we come home from school, actually, I come home for lunch. I always have lunch at home. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Taiwan, you can go home for lunch. Oh. You leave the school. And did the school was at a close distance mm-hmm. walking? Okay. Yeah, like a couple blocks away. So I just bike home, have lunch, and you go back to school afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then what else? You get home. You, well, one thing is that in Taiwan, school does not get on until 5 p.m. And you go to the after-school curriculum. You go to... That's a lot. <laughs> math or reading or writing or English. So I usually don't get home until 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. So what time did you leave the house? Why? Well, you have to be in school by 7 o'clock. The bell rings if you're not in, you get punished. And do you know if that's still the same? That I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Yeah, I think things have changed a lot. Probably, right? Yeah, With because internet. You, yeah, because you're not allowed to have long hair before, but I see all the students now in Taiwan is long hair. Long hair. So, and that was uh, Monday through Friday, or did mm-hmm. you also study weekends? Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. On weekends, you go to your extracurriculums, English, math. Oh, wow. Yeah. So was how was the shock from coming, you know, with a lot of educational, intensive society, I would say, mm-hmm, and family, and then to being in New York. and Because here in college, you manage your own schedule. You basically do what you want, mm-hmm. right? So how was that having a fully structured day to having a more of an open day? Were you able to? I think I struggled a little bit. I mean, looking back, I feel like I struggled a little bit. I feel I was very sheltered. Like you say, you go for such an intensive program, it's almost like military-like. Everything's set up for you. You go from that and under your parents' wings to the world's open, you make your own decisions. And looking back, I feel I wished my parents would give me a little bit more freedom in making certain decisions so I wouldn't be left to make all those decisions after I was 18. Right. You know, because I think that's the wrong time to have all the freedom in the world all of a sudden overnight. Right, all of a sudden. Because mm-hmm. I, I definitely made a lot of wrong decisions when I was in here in college because I was living by myself. School is paid for, and then you have all this free time, and you don't know what to do with yourself. And Yeah. That's crazy. It really is. Uh, looking back, I, I really wish like they would let me try and fail when I was in Taiwan versus me here try and fail. Because when by I yourself, try and fail... Basically. It's I'm still paying for the price for the mistake that I made after I was eighteen. 
Right, and you don't know. Exactly. It's, did you know English already? I came here. I have a basic English, but I came here for I. It's required to take English, right? Because so I have to pass the English test in order to apply for college. Versus here, student grow up here, they can apply for college. Right. They don't have to take test. Right. Yes. Yes, but I, I we do. I know, like also in my country, like you take English, but it's not the same. Like、mm-hmm. when, especially yeah, when you、not. come to New York, it's a whole different accent、mm-hmm. and different sayings that they they have. How long did it take you to learn the language, let's say fluently? I feel like I'm still learning. Kato, tell me that you're saying this wrong all the time. <laughs> of course, he would yeah, tell you. Yeah, you always gonna correct me. I think I'm still learning, but the basics, I would say, maybe a year or so. Just to feel confident. To well, I was brought the fear very early on because I remember when I first got here. I was it was one day I was buying a token. Big day was still token for subways, right? Yeah. And I asked for token, and lady behind the counter was really loud. I was the only person buying the token. I I recall that she. I I honestly think she does understand what I was saying, but she was very loud saying that I don't understand what you're saying. You need to speak English or go back to your country. Oh, she said that because I always hear stories like that. I'm、yeah. like, really, really, people say that. All I said was, like, "Can I please have this amount of token?" I don't think I said it wrong, but she、I、was like, "I can't、so、understand、mean. you. You gotta go back to your country if you don't want to speak English." And you were like super young then, so she、yeah. was just being rude for no reason.、Mm-hmm. How did that affect it? Did it shake you up? It did, and then I realized I cannot be shy about things. I cannot be feel uncomfortable because I know a lot of immigrant here. They If they can get by without talk to people who speak English, they will try to get by without talk to people who speak English only, because it's hard, right? Yes. But after that, and another incident happened at McDonald's. I was ordering French fries. I tried to, you know, they say sound the word. I try to spell the French fries. I think the fries, you know, you don't know how to pronounce the R and I, and I think I pronounce French. Because I was reading,、okay. spell it out, right? And the guy laughed so loud, turned around, and told the rest of people working behind the counter, said, "You hear what she just said?" She said, "You." They were all laughing at me, and in a moment, I was like, "I'm gonna try my very best because this cannot happen again." Oh wow! So you took it and like made you stronger because I would be so shy and shocked. I'm like, I don't want to try. But you? No, I think maybe there's like a little pride inside me. I was like, I'm not gonna be someone who probably drop out of college, working in McDonald's, make fun of me, but、right. my parents paying so much money to send me to school here. So I went back to the place I was renting. My next door neighbor, they are all American, long hair, white skin, all American, very nice people. They have little kids in the family, and I asked the little girls. I was like. Do you mind if I talk to you every day after you get out of school? She gets out of school at two thirty. We just sit by the stoop and chat, just about anything, just so I can practice. And I told her, I said, I'm sorry, my English is really bad, but if you don't mind, can we just chit chat every day? So whenever he she comes from school, we just sit outside on the stoop and we talk. Oh wow, that's a really cool trick. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, something just click. I was like, if I'm gonna be shy and uncomfortable. Let me do this with a little kid versus adults, you know. Right, making fun of you. That's a really cool trick. I I know a lot of people that have been here many years, and you know, they let other people 
I guess, you know, make fun of them and they don't want to try, but I guess it's it's your confidence. It's a sit back. I don't think I'm the person who has a lot of confidence, but I definitely didn't want to be made fun of in a public place like that. So I think that was my drive. Yeah, that's that's great. And Mm -hmm. so after that, you finished college. Mm -hmm. I know you went into arts, but how did you decide on exactly what you wanted? Well, I have always enjoyed drawing, painting, and all that. So that's why I define art. But two years in, you know, I know there's no way I can find a job that's going to pay my rent if I keep going fine art. So I transitioned into graphic design. That was the beginning of web design and, oh, okay, you know, that's good. work. So that's when I shifted a little bit. So it's still in the visual world, but a little bit digital in it. And that, at that time, the boom was just happening, right? Mm-hmm. So you cut it early. Yeah. Because it's really hard. Yeah, but by the time I graduated, everyone and their mother was making their website for free. Oh, okay. Remember those apps? Like, yeah. do your website for, for free? free. Mm-hmm. No, they're still, now you yeah. can still do yeah. it for free. Yeah, but there's still, there's still jobs out there, it's, you know, text visual art background. Yeah. I mean, once you if you want to build a really good website, then you hire somebody. Yeah. I don't, I'm not into building website. I like to do more like merchandising. How did you become um, acquainted with that? Like, with like into from, from art and design into retail, emerge into retail. Actually, I was in Parsons, New School University. I was in Williamsburg hanging out with my sister who was visiting, and there's a new boutique just opened up. So we wandered in, and I was like, their stuff is very cool, very different. And talked to the manager a little bit. And he invited me back. He said that we're going to have an opening party. Can you guys come? I said, sure. You know, I was in school. Why not? My sister was visiting. Went back there. The owner of the company was there. There's a new startup. They have this new concept to open a different location. But that was their mothership. So they just started. And I was like, I really like accepted design. I like what they stand behind it. So we just get along very well. And then before I left the party... He said, that, "Would you? I know you're in school, but would you be interested working in the store?" Oh, I was wow. like, "They offer you a job. <laughs> that's awesome." I was like, "Okay." So that's how it started, and they were making. They were just in the beginning of making their own merchandise. So I used to do feeding for them. You know, that sounds make, fun. Yeah, and while helping managing the store, so that's how I went from that into retail because then I bring my educational visual displaying merchandising into the real world. Do you think was there something that jumped out to them to hire you? Because, I mean, they you didn't have experience before that. No, not in the retail. I think maybe the conversation we had at a party, and I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> but We clearly it, made an impression. Yeah, because the, the manager at the time told me, He's, um, I don't know, he said a sense of style or something along the line of how I see the store should be or the company should be down the road. And then he feel like I can be a helpful addition to the, to the team. The company. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And how long did you last in that job? I went from the first location to the open five afterwards. So I, I became the manager when, whenever they opened the store, they would send me all the day to train everybody. 
and then move on to the next location. So okay. I was there for five years, five oh. plus years for that particular company. And the, did you? How did you decide to move on? Because you know, I think we clicked very well in the beginning because there were a small business. And okay. you know, s- small business runs very different from corporations. And I like certain things that they do. They run as a small business, which is very personable. You know, yes. you're talking to the owner of the company face to face. You're not go through different phone calls or different channels. So, so I like that. But as they grow bigger, I start to see this. Uh, the company shifted. They start bringing investors. So it's not so one on one anymore. And I just feel it's time to part way. And also because they bring another regional manager that would happen to be the owner's younger brother who came to the state, need a job. And now instead of dealing with the owner, like I've always do, now I'm dealing with his younger brother who does have experience here and did not understand why a female can be withhold so much power in the company. Because I was the one person who trains all employees Everything. and oh, set up wow. the store and I move on to the next door to set up the store and I move on to the next door. So it really bothered him that, you know, a female is handling all these. So he voiced his opinion about me being a female and I feel that was time that was my cue. Well wow. you felt uncomfortable like it wasn't just it wasn't the same. That's how everything started. Yeah, and that's that's should all I think that's also my first experience of in the real world where men think that you are not equal. Because before that you didn't notice that? No, because the owner is his background as an artist. He in the art world for a very long time. He's he he's in the state for a very long time. So his mind is very open up. He's more like American ways, you know, more open to certain things. But his brother is not. He's from Turkey. He made it. Oh, he made. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that he was, made it very clear. So that he was. He just basically having trouble that, whenever a big decision need to be made, the owner will be like, "Oh, what? Do you, what does anything?" So right. Then he would take into consideration. Yeah, because I'm the one who training everybody and setting up all the shops. Right. You are the dinner. one in contact with the customers, the staff, yeah, everything. Because I set up the sale goals and I always reach the highest sales. You know, oh, wow. and, and the feedbacks. He didn't like that because he probably feel now, you know, you have these females in a higher position and he should really be reporting to me. He didn't like that. So how did you break the news to the Well, I think it was common that he may, and I just write a very former letter to the owner himself and his wife to let them know that I did not, you know, for all the time that I've been put in, the growth that we did together for a company, I did not appreciate someone to come in as a male telling me that I cannot do my job because I'm a girl, you know. So I said, then we are not in the same beliefs anymore. Then I think it's time for us to part ways. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. When you were growing up, did even in your country, like, mm-hmm. did you feel it different? I know a lot of people do, but for me, my particular family, I don't. I'm the oldest of three, and I always feel my parents give me more, you know, because I'm the oldest one, so I always get to having everything first, firsthand. Okay. And they always trust you because you were the first. They didn't look at it, okay, we have a boy. 
Yeah. We didn't have a boy. Yeah. We had a girl, so it yeah, was different. If anything, my dad should be very old school because my grandparents were, but my dad was never. He never treated us less because we're girls. He's, you know, so I didn't grow up feel it's okay to be mistreated because you're a girl. Right. So when I experienced that for the first time, I was not okay with that. That's good. You, you step up. And yeah. where did you go from there? So after that, I had Kai, my oldest, who is now 15, took some time off. And How old was Kai? Kai was, when I took some time off, when I left the company, Kai was two. Mm-hmm. So little. Mm-hmm. So little. Now he's 15. My goodness, a teenager. <gasps> yes. Yes. So you took some time off to be with Kai. Mm-hmm. And how was that experience? Like, because retail is very intense mm-hmm. and you have crazy hours. That's what I'm guessing. And then you were in charge of a lot of things. So mm-hmm. how was it getting some time to breathe and like just be with your son? How was that experience like? Well, it took a little adjustment, I would say, because I'm so, I'm so used to work all the time, but with different people all day long. Right. So I went from there just home with him. That was, that took some adjustment. Right. There are days that I would go out to the store and I realized I cannot talk regular, normal way of talking anymore. I feel like because I'm so used to just talking to a baby, right. you know, I realized I really, if you don't practice, you're going to lose it. That's, that's basically it. I cannot even ask to buy something without me have to think twice how to say it. Not in the way that we talk to baby, but more like talk to the normal person. Yeah, day how to, to have day. A, an adult conversation. Yes. Yeah. That was a little sit back. And would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I think I have always been more outgoing. So, because I've noticed like a lot of people when, when we transition to motherhood or parenthood, mm-hmm. if we're extroverts and then staying home, it, you know, and it's not like you don't do anything, but you're... Yeah. Yeah, there's a different type of work and you're you're not used to that like being more calm and more present and just doing one thing like yeah. one person then it's difficult like emotionally I would say yeah it is because you know there are moments you really need to converse with an adult who understand you you know you have to be able to speak to somebody that's true you need time yeah. For yourself and like I don't know, just adult interaction as well. You need that. That's why I tell all the mommies that I know you need to make time for yourself. You need to feel good about yourself. Because in the end of the day, when you don't feel good about yourself, the one who suffers is not just you, it's your baby too. Because they feel everything. They feel everything. Yeah. You know, we are only humans. Then there's resentment, you know, there is That's true. You know. Like yeah, I would love for them to come naturally, but then it takes away a lot from your life too. How do you balance that? That's, that's how old were fun. you then when he was two? Okay, I had Kai when I was twenty six, so I was twenty eight. Oh, so very two. young. Yeah, still very. So young. I went from that college party days to being a very young mom. So that was not easy. I'm sure that wasn't easy for him too, because I'm still trying to figure everything out myself. That's true. And mm-hmm. were you? With the dad at the time, mm-hmm. how yeah. um, did he support you during the time? Like, did he understand really, like, you, you know, being home, it's, like, a lot, and did you have conversations with him about it, or was it something like... No. Because a lot of cultures, 
this is what you do and that's it and yeah. now but sometimes the dad or the father is already um they're different yes. and they're, they do yeah. support you and they understand but a lot of times they don't they don't yeah. get it all your home all day doing nothing yeah i know how was he so in the, I don't during think, that time i don't think i had that much of support that's why it made it hard i don't think i don't think i mean now looking back like i said if i was educating this type of life a little bit more i would do a lot of things differently because growing up taking care of kids is mom's job right yeah i watch my mom do everything yeah so now you become a mother or wife you don't know what to expect you don't know what's allowed to expect you you feel so stifled inside you have these emotions but you feel like maybe it's wrong if i complaining about taking care of my baby all day maybe it's wrong if i complain to the husband that i'm tired because you're watching your mom taking care of you guys growing up but looking back it's just such a wrong way of raising your kids i think parents should involve their spouse you know inform the kids because the kids will grow up to know that you know, taking care of us is not just mom's job. Dad should do it too. Yes. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I understand because sometimes, like, my mom has four kids and I only have one. So I just feel like I don't know how she did everything, mm-hmm. you know. And even yeah. now, my mom tells me, I don't know how I did everything and we didn't have TV and iPads and all this stuff. That's just it. too much. That's I think that's how us moms are. You know, push come to the shelf, you, you just do it. Because you don't have other options, so you just do it. But I wish, you know, I would have known differently. To do it different. Mm-hmm. I guess more communication. More like, a, like an honest relationship. And more yeah, because you should be partner. If you are in a relationship going into it like a partner, then you don't get to pick and choose what do you want to be partner with. Like what, do you, what project you want to be partner. You know, you want to act like a partner you have to be partner all the way you have to mm-hmm. take care of your kids together you got to contribute to the family together or yeah know, like everyone is involved in the yeah, family because that's a partnership did you experience any postpartum depression i think i did and without knowing it without knowing yeah because back we don't then, have the resources like we don't we have now no and when i had kai it, postpartum depression was not a thing so I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the emotion I was going through. I didn't know what it was. So you, did you feel like a failure or oh, I'm supposed to feel like this way? Yeah. And just kept it to yourself? Did you even speak to your mom about it? No, I did not speak to my mom about it because, you know, to say here was my decision. They did not support that, but they respect it, but they did not support it. So basically I was... Oh, your own. Yeah. The other day I have to lay on it. That's basically it. That is really hard because you need support like emotionally and physically with, yeah. you know, with your kids going through this. Yeah. It does, I guess, the lack of people around you to help you because in our countries it is different. You mm-hmm. have time, yeah. like your uncle, your aunt, the cousins, whatever. You have all this human interaction mm-hmm. and people like wanting to watch your kid while you do something else. But here in New York, especially you're by yourself. Um, plus your first time mom don't have anyone to talk to and you can't even talk to your mom because you feel like that guilt that you made this decision. Yeah, to exactly. Stay. Yeah. So I didn't want them to know or feel like I made a wrong decision. So I basically just take it all in. 
how did you overcome that? Was it just time or I think it's probably you? I did not open up to tell anybody what's going on at home for a very long time because maybe it's guilt for making a wrong decision and also I feel the decision was made by me, so it's my responsibility. I think just with time I just deal with it. But that made me aware of because what I went through that made me aware of my surroundings. Like I have girlfriends who've gone through the same thing. I could I'm able to detect that and I'm able to offer them support and help because I wish someone was doing that for me back then. So now I'm become a different role. I'm actually their supporter because I went through that without any help. Well, that speaks to you that you have a big heart because a lot of people take it, whatever you go through, even if you're not a mom or a dad, sometimes when you go through something, you want the other people to struggle, to keep struggling because nobody helped you, you know? No, no way. (laughs) If I can help one person so so she doesn't have to go through what I go through, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that speaks to you. And that, I think that made me, I think that's my healing. I think my healing started when one girlfriend told me one day that she was going through a marital problem and she said that she gave up on herself. She said one day she's just laying in bed and she wanted to end her life. And then she said she opened her eyes and all of a sudden she thought of me and she doesn't know how I do it. And she told herself, if any can do it, I can do it too. And she was like, you don't know that was my life-changing moment. And she's doing great. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Because what she didn't tell me until just a couple months ago, she was like, I want to tell you something that happened to me. And you were the person that came into my head. She was like, you had a harder than me and you pulled through. So so you were an inspiration to her. I guess that's Without what, knowing, without, without knowing, telling yeah. her. Wow, that's amazing. So after you're going back to your time off, you know, it was... I'm guessing it wasn't all negative, like you really enjoyed no, having your, it your was baby neg- growing well, up. Well, if I can afford to stay with my baby longer, I will. But because even though I was still in the marriage, I was kind of like single mom. I have, I'm the only person that have, can make money to take care of the family. So I have to throw myself out there. You had to go back to the yeah. work field. Yeah. And how was that? Because that changes I again. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy working because I've always loved interaction with people. You know, I like to be out there, talk to people, chat with them. Yeah, I, I like that. It's hard because you have to juggle. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, then I look forward to go home. So it's... Yeah. I mean, and then go home is more work, but then yeah. you, you want to, you know? Yeah. That's true. And when did you have Kato? After how many years? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good good time to yeah. you know enjoy the first one and then have the other one. How was? Because I know go for some people going from zero to one is the hardest, but some people say from going one to two is the most. It, it difficult. was it was not super easy for me, but how should I say that? Well, my older son Kai is autistic. Okay, so I always <laughs> feel that he need to have someone in his life. Other than me, God forbid something happened to me, some decision need to make for him or someone to help. So that's why I decided to have a second one, even though it was not in, in my condition situation that I was in. I really cannot afford or even entertain to think about having another child. But I just worry about him so much. I want him to have somebody else besides me. 
Right. To so keep, I, yeah. you know, to be his family, to keep yeah. protecting him. Yeah. How did you find out he was autistic? He was classified as developmental delay because he wasn't sitting up when he's supposed to. Okay. He was not rolling over when he's supposed to. But at his age, we're talking about 15 years ago, autism is not that very well known. Right. I remember I asked the doctor when he was two years old. The doctor brushed me over right away. He, she was like, why even bring that word up? He's not. Oh, but I wow. knew something's up with him. You know, you just know something's wrong. But then later I was told, the doctor at the time, they cannot give you the term unless the child turned three and, you know, behind everything, show symptoms. It was how it was done back then. Oh, but right. now the, the whole procedure. Now it's a lot easier. Yeah, now it's early intervention, you know, all that. So. Yeah, therapists coming mm-hmm. to your house. Yeah. Evaluation. He had a therapy coming to our house, but it's more like OTPT. So it's a little different than the autistic part of, you know. And what is this OTPT stuff? Oh, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Okay. And when you felt like something was wrong, did you pursue it? Like, did you go to a different doctor? I did. I I did. I even talked to the therapy. They say he is delayed. They say he was delayed. And And that's why we continue occupational therapy and physical therapy. But again, autism was was such... A thing that people didn't really talk about. You know? Wasn't you feel like a taboo thing? I think I think in a, at the time probably is a taboo because whenever I read it up, a lot of parents actually don't want their children to be, you know, classified as right. Autistic. Of course, no one. They don't no want to be labeled. The truth. <laughs> they label. don't want to be labeled because suppose if you have them checked out their label and that's how they're gonna be for the rest of their life. But I was not afraid of labeling because my thing was like. If we can find out what it is, you put a label on it. Now we can look for help because without the labeling, a lot of resources not available to him. Right. So so for you, it didn't matter as long as he got the help that yes. he needed. Yeah. That's good. Because a lot of parents, I had parents that sometimes they feel like they may have it, mm-hmm. but they're afraid to confront it. So they yeah. don't even want to pursue it. No, he's not like that. And they get closed off. You know, they don't yeah. want to open up and like you said once you open up you then can you help. open to the resources yeah that's what it did to one of my girlfriend too she was very upset she felt like her little boy has delays and then bring up the autism words scares her but i told her what i was going through i said listen if i had someone tell me your kids might be autistic you should go to this special help i said i would be so grateful but no one was giving me that because they thought i was crazy when i suggested maybe he's autistic how did you find out, like, since it was so taboo back then, how did you find out that autism existed? Like, did you have that feeling? Someone had brought it up? How, how did you find up. out about it? I look it up. So you, oh, I you don't own. even think back then is Google. 15 years old, I don't think we Google anything. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. no, so you really have to, like, read about it. You know, I try to get book to read about the symptoms, and I just feel like he has, even though the doctor said, no, he doesn't. He just delayed. Autism is such, you know, a lot of symptoms fall under the big umbrella of autism. Yeah, you're on spectrum. spectrum. Yeah, that's a, quite a journey to find out help for your child. So, how is he now? Like, what what the what therapy does he get? What is his Kai, Kai is also hearing impaired. He does have cochlear implants, so he goes to special school, school for the deaf. He has his 
physical therapy, occupational therapy, when he was younger, he no longer needs those because now he can take care of himself. He does receive speech therapy because, you know, he's hearing impaired. So naturally, they just have to always have the therapy available. And I know to put in the the implant, they have a surgery, right? When did he have the surgery? He had surgery when he was four four or five okay so yeah you cut it early yeah we had it yeah as soon as it was available to him i did it right away uh, was that a little bit scary like Very, for him yeah you know going to surgery as a four-year-old yeah because you need to be fully sedation you know you yeah. need to be sedated yeah because my four or five-year-olds they tried to speak did you tr- have to learn sign language a little bit I, before that yeah uh, his school required you to speak and sign both ways for the students and the faculties. Kyle reads lips and also I guess being his mom I know what he needs. So yeah, even if told he does whatever he wants. Yeah, even if other people don't understand him, I understand him. So you didn't really have to teach him sign language? I didn't have to teach him. I took a class in the beginning. Um but he we can communicate. That's amazing. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's too lazy to learn to speak because I just know what he wants. That's true. I know. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, and uh, my sister, her, my nieces are like like the same. Mm-hmm. So I I understand a little bit of what it is, but I, I mean I don't know. I don't know how she does everything, honestly. Right. But the, one of the cutest parts is like whenever they don't want to listen to my sister, they take mm-hmm. it off. I know he does it all the time. It's so cute. That's the argument. I mean, it's bad, but it's I so know. Cute. I'm like, isn't it nice to have the option? <laughs> yes, <laughs> so cute. So you said that Kai had what the surgery at four years old, but then were you pregnant by, by then? Yes, I was pregnant four and a half because I remember when Kai went for the case scan. I wanted to be in there with them, and I was just in the beginning stage of pregnancy, so they had me wear the vest because it has x-ray. Right. Yeah, so it was I was pregnant. Wow. And did you, because you went through quite a lot with the first one, did you have any expectations of how the second one would be? Like if you think he would be delayed or Well, mistake? since the older one is hard of hearing, is hearing impaired, it is the hospital that's required to monitor the second one. So he has hearing tests done like every six month cadence. Yes. Because uh-huh. they don't know if he's genetic. So we are pretty much on top of that. Since he was six months, yeah. Or yeah, if he, if not younger, I remember he when he first had a hearing test done. I don't remember he was Well when they're born they do a hearing they do test. That, but yeah. then because of Kai, Cato has to do the follow up. Just to make sure he's not genetic, he doesn't have what Kai have. Right. And is it genetic or no? It's just a chance. It, yeah, it this is just a flu. There's something, you know, something happened that they don't know what because I did all the testing. The only thing I didn't do is the genetic testing because at the point we already put him through so much. Um, I just don't see the point to sedate him again just to find out if he's genetic related because it wouldn't help anybody. Yeah, I mean he has it. So yeah, he has it, so it wouldn't going. help. And if Kato is okay, you know. Yeah. And Kato is normal. He has nothing. He's know. full of energy. The complete opposite. How is the relationship now? Right now it's tough because they're both teenagers. Well, one is teenager, one so is So their body has yes. a lot. Testosterone, it's flying. It's all over the place. I think it just started maybe this past year. 
Oh, wow. Because mm-hmm. Kate is 10 and Kai is 15. 15. And they stay in the same room. How, oh, wow. Yeah. How are their temperaments? How's Kai's temperament? Kai, he can get frustrated easily just because things are difficult for him. But he's also very comfortable being by himself in his comfort zone, do his own thing, as long as nobody bothers him. And Kato is too, but I guess because them two boys share one room, it's just bound to happen. They will step on each other's toes. All the time. And how was the, how was the relationship before, like, growing up with the women? It was okay. I'm sure Kato wished his brother was a little bit different. You know, I'm sure he wished that his brother can share a little bit more with him. More like other older brother or younger brother that you can talk about things, you know, share stuff with. But you, since he cannot have that type of conversation with Kai Reeling, I think there is a barrier, you know, but he does understand. Did you, like, teach him to be more understanding to his yes. brother? Yes, I do, but Kid also get frustrated. I know it's hard to be him, too, because... You know, if you cannot play with your brother or to, to a certain degree, they play right. together in the beginning. But if you cannot talk to your brother, now you're older, he gets frustrated too. Because Kai is not speaking at all? He speaks very minimal. Very minimal. Mm-hmm. So they get frustrated with each other. Because Kato is, for someone that doesn't know Kato, he's very advanced for his age. Yeah. He's really smart. Yeah. He and he's so well. very observant of yeah. everything. Yeah. So he would just hear have someone like that would be at his level or mm-hmm. more. So yeah. they can have at it. Yeah, Because exactly. he likes a good conversation. He yeah, likes, he does. He likes to be more, how would I say? He likes to be more, not entertained, but stimulated he does. Like, by different things. He does. And that's why his brother not able to meet his needs. He gets frustrated too. Mm-hmm. Has he ever come to you like on a... You know these things because you perceive it or because Kato has come to you and said, you know, Mom, I do feel frustrated. No, just me watching just not how me. he react, And that's why so I'm finding a therapist for him now, too. Okay. So just so you, that he can open cause up. Because I mean, your whole reason for having Kato was for him to take care of brother. Yeah. I mean, does Kato understand that a little bit? Yeah, have you ever um, mentioned that to him? I did mention to him because of Kai, and I want him to have another family member too. But I don't think I ever tell Kato that you need to take care of your brother. I would say you guys need to take care of each other because I don't want okay. Kato to feel my existence was to take care of somebody else. Right. You know, so I always say that you guys have to take care of each other. You have to be there for each other if anything should ever happen to me. But I wouldn't make him feel like that's right. his responsibility that's his because that really shouldn't be so i just see the way he react and i think it was right time for me to find professional help meaning therapist because if he's frustrated with his brother i doubt he's gonna come tell me that i don't want to have this brother anymore or this and that right but i know offering him therapist he can say whatever his heart desires without feel like he might get in trouble that's true or with me so I told him that's a gift for you. I wish I had that when I was younger. I probably would think twice with a lot of decisions that I made if I was able to talk to somebody. Freely. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't such a thing that you don't talk about your feelings with Asian parents, you, you don't talk about your feelings. You that's know? true. So I try to change that with my own voice. And has he started therapy? He did intake. I think therapy started in a week. 
But oh, wow. That's exciting. He didn't want to go. He told me, you don't need to spend your money on therapists because I'm not going to go there talk to a stranger. I said, that's okay. Why don't we just go meet somebody you don't like? You don't have to go. So we did an intake. And then they had to go through all the conversation, asking all the questions. And he opened up. She couldn't even stop him. <laughs> he likes to talk. Yeah. After we came home, you know, I was cooking. He came next to me. He was like, that was a good idea. I, I'm glad I went. So I know I probably did something right. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. He said, all, he said, all this thing inside me all the years. Now I can say, I say, well, think about if you actually go see therapy every week. How wonderful you feel must be after you come up on therapy session. And I say it's confidential. They're not going to tell mommy you're not going to get in trouble. Wow. That's honestly for, for you to do that. That's so wonderful like to pass that because a lot of moms or any parent who feel like oh my kids should say that to me why not or not to say anybody you know like there's still like some type of controversy about therapy but i did and i did offer i did tell kato you know i want you to be able to come to me say whatever is bothers you but i know it's impossible because i wouldn't be able to tell my parents all that's going on in my life when i was little so you're giving him the privacy. Yeah, so I told privacy. him, you know, I wish I was giving the gift. And if I can do something for you, this would be it. You know? So we'll see. Have you noticed like a little bit difference in him from that one? Well, he says things that were shocking to me when they ask. He's, you know, they try to find out if he has anxiety issue because he start pulling on his hair. So they ask, is there anything happened drastically in your life that you feel that you couldn't get over? He said, yeah. They said the past two years, did something happen? He said, more like three years ago. And the therapist said, well, what happened? He said, I lost my dog. We had our dog before. Yes, I remember. Yeah, Buster. He said, that was my dog. I loved him. Because Buster came before the boys. That was my first boy. That was your Mm -hmm. baby. So he said, I loved my dog. So that was three years ago. She's like, that's understandable. Well, anything else happened in your life that you just feel like, you know, you can't get over. It's very hard for you to deal with. And his eyes just teared up and he couldn't talk. He said, yeah. She was like, well, what happened? He said, when I was three. And he couldn't talk anymore. His eyes teared up. And then she was, she looked at me. He was, then Kato said, you tell her what happened. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, wait, you mean when mommy and daddy go through divorce? He said, yeah. He said he was three years old. So when he was three, you separated, Mm -hmm. but you've never actually talked to him about it. No, he knows. He knows when we were separate because I did explain to him that's what's okay, going to happen. Okay, but you didn't think that he, that lingered as much? Well, I probably downplayed it because she asked me why he was there. Was it divorce? Took a while. I said, yeah. She, she said, was it a difficult one? I said, somewhat. I said, I didn't think the boys know a lot of it. I thought yeah, I hide it very was well. Three. I thought I hide it very well. So... You were talking about the divorce yeah. and that you downplayed it. Yeah, because I didn't I honestly didn't know the impact on him. I thought, you know, I hide most of things from them. But the therapist asked him, were you worried about mommy? And he said, yes. But then he retracted himself. He said, I was worried about them both. So the therapist asked me, was there physical, you know, abuse, the type of things? 
but I didn't respond him because he was there. I didn't respond her because he was there. Right. She says, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to talk if you want Kato to step out later. I say, yeah, you know. So I didn't think Kato knows the details that I hide from them. But I, but I guess he does know, you know, because yeah. he never forget it. Because, I mean, I'm trying to understand when there are three, yes, there's something dramatic happens, but mm -hmm. nothing happened in front of him. That's what I think. I don't think he remembers, but I guess he does remember some things. Something. Mm -hmm. And that was shocking to you. Yeah, that was shocking to me in the moment when... When he said that, that well, was he's, two he, weeks ago. Three weeks ago when we went to do intake. And I feel that... I mean, I know he's always very mature. He picks up a lot of things. And I know when he was three, he's not like other three-year-old. I know that. You know, and that's why I decide that would be end of my marriage because I cannot pretend a family for my boys anymore because Kato started to notice things. That was my thing of it all because now mm. they are noticing it. My older son noticed too, but since he cannot tell other people, then I feel like, okay, you know, maybe I have some room to work with to make him feel like, look, mommy and daddy still together. You still have family. Yeah. Right. But Kato, he outsmarts everybody. So that was that was good for him to well, that was, open up like that. Yeah. And that was the one day I walked him to school. He told me the incident that happened when he when Kato was in the apartment, I didn't think Kato picked up. But when I walked into school, all of a sudden he's talking about school. And then he told me, next time when daddy wants your money, just give it to him, okay? And I was like, what? Oh, wow. He said, if you just give it to him. Give him your key and your wallet, okay? So he doesn't hurt your hand. So that was my, that was the end of my, that was the last straw. Because the fact that now I'm raising a boy and the boy tell a woman that if the man wants something, you don't want to get hurt, just give it to him. Right. So that was my last straw. He was scared. Mm -hmm. So you did it basically for, for, for them. Yeah. But not for you. I did it for them to have that facade. Of one pair, you know, both parents yeah, at home. Family, yeah. I did it for them. For as long as if if I can lie to them forever, make them think they come from happy family, I'll do that forever. But to the point, if the other party don't even care if the child sees or not, then there's no right. point for me to fake it anymore. I'd much rather raise them, come from broken family, but you know better to treat a woman or anybody like that. That's true. So now you are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I How, been, it's five years. Five years. How did you open up again, like to let someone in? Well, I think it was. I was not looking for a relationship, and I think I always feel my plan was to raise my boys by myself, and you know nothing else really matters. Um, but I guess when you are not expecting, you know how they always say when you're not expecting anything things would happen okay. it was literally just fall on my doorstep just like that how did you meet we have this is i don't even know i think this might be a long story for you to edit it <laughs> <laughs> so i remember i went to taiwan tell my parents actually things has not been great for the past 10 years i lied to you guys i just cannot <gasps> oh fake it God. anymore and i say reason why i fly back this time with kato and kai because i'm gonna tell you i'm filing for divorce and that's when it when I when I told them everything. Oh, because and how did they react to that? Not great. Were they angry at you for hiding no. it? No, they, they were never angry with me. Oh. They were gonna do whatever they can to help me. 
to fight for my boys. So that's when I told them, you know, the money situation, the physical abuse, the mental abuse. I said, basically, that was what's been going on. I just didn't tell anybody. You can. That was my choice. So I remember I was just in my last. You know how they say when you're in the end of the rope, you tie the rope. I said, you tie another knot and hang on to the rope. I did this so long already. I cannot do it anymore. I say, it's just not going to happen anymore. I'm already in the end of the rope. You know, but then. What made you go to them? Like, why Why that moment? Because it was time. I you were just worn finding, out. No, it, it, it's just, no, because if I'm going through a divorce, they have to know. That's they true. have to know I'm getting a divorce. And that w- I actually gave them my courage to tell them I'm actually going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. But I feel like after that, I feel like I cannot continue anymore. So I just remember I prayed really hard the, the night before I left Taiwan to come back with my boys to start this costly fight. I remember I prayed very hard. I was like, you know, God, you know, you see what I've been going through the past 10 years all by myself. If you think I can get all this alive, and you think I'm going to be okay, I'm just asking for one sign. Just show me one sign, and then I know I can keep doing this. That was the beginning of the fight. When I think one war is over, this is another war just started. So I came back, reading this book. Girlfriend gave it to me, helped me a lot, because when I cannot tell people what I was going through, I read this book. It's called God Never Blinks. And I resonate with the book so much, because... She's a cancer survivor. She went through a bad marriage and how she picked herself up. And since I cannot tell other people, I can only read a book to get me through that. And the first page, it says, life is good. You know, the yoga company has a smiley face and the line is, life is good. Yeah. So that was the first page because I'll give you the book. She was going through cancer and someone gave her a cap that says life is good. So her first paragraph was based on that. Reading that, so that was as I was praying, I was like, told God, if you think I have the chance to win this to war, win it, you yeah. just show me a sign and I'll believe you. If you don't show me a sign, then I'll believe you that you don't think I can do this anymore. So I came back, things were not great, of course. I have to work, I don't have anybody else, I have two boys. One day I was on Facebook. You know how Facebook, if you know people, they suggest your friend, yes. if you have a lot of friends. Yeah, people you may know, something like that. Yeah. So then there comes this person standing in front of the sign that says life is good. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Every time I thought about it, my hair stood up. <laughs> and that person crazy. happened to classmate and friends with classmate friends with my friends who I met here. Oh, wow. So where and is my, he from? My, he is Asian. He's Chinese. But, oh, but he wow. was born here. He was like, born here. Yeah. yeah. He came here when he's five years old, so he's grew up here. Yeah. But I guess when you grew up here, you go to the same area in Queens, the school people know each other. Yeah. So that's how Facebook was like, oh, my cousin went to the same school with him, and my friend went to was in the same fraternity as him. So it's like very weird, you know? That is what the book says, God never blinks. <laughs> Right, so and then he literally, and then one day, just I usually ignore a friend's suggestion, but one day it just pops up. This person just with a smile standing in front of the giant sign. And did you add him as a friend? Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, I was like, why we know so many people? Why he knows 
What but you've never met before? No, not no. in person. But what his cousin go to the same school as my cousin, like, you know? Yeah, that's good. You don't know if he's like a long lost family member or someone you're supposed to know. And the person responded to me like, it's so funny. I, He's like, I literally went through a, a, a bad relationship. I deactivated my Facebook. I just activated it. <gasps> wow. That's amazing. And we've been together ever since. Wow. So five years and it's... How is this relationship? It's great. He's, you know, he is a very good person, like very different from what I experienced. He's doing everything right. And the funny thing is he's actually under the opposite Well, my ex has Warren, you know, but he's actually on the opposite side of the world. He's a detective. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. And my girlfriend used to joke that you should date a cop so your ex cannot come hurt you anymore. Right. And... He's a detective. That's perfect. He's it's Asian. He knows your friends. He's, he's a detective. And he's a good person. He is. He's it's perfect. It's just very, it's very funny that happened. How is him with the boys? He is more like, how should I say it? The boys cannot, he's more like a role model because he does everything right. He doesn't do like wrong things. He doesn't right. even say bad word or stuff like that. So, I think he's a great role model. I think the boys probably a little bit fear around him because they know he's more strict when it comes to rules. You have to follow rules. Oh, he's wow. all about following rules. That's good. And the boys are all about breaking rules. So yeah, they're always testing you. But their father is all about breaking rules, breaking okay. laws. So that's like very different. You know, right. you go from there to that. But they know. But he knows them since they were so little too. Yeah. And how do you think the relationship is? Otherwise, it's, I think the boys are getting to the age they are going to be rebellious now. You know, you they don't like him. rules. Yes, they don't like rules, but they would talk back at me, but they would never talk back at him. Oh, Because wow. they know that he's not just talking. He actually led by example, you know. Yeah, that, and that's how you teach children. That's just it. He's led by example. The things I tell you you shouldn't do, I don't do that either. So he doesn't. You know, that's good. So now that you guys are going to move in together soon, next year, hopefully, next, next year, hopefully, yeah. Do you do you think uh, how do you think the dynamic will change? I mean, how is he open to it? Because he does he have any kids? No, never married. Never married. I know it's hard for him. He's trying his best, but he always helped me. But he's a very honest person. He told me I never in this situation people. Well, the reason why we start talking, right? Because of Facebook, we were just honest friend, exchange conversation, talk about what's going on with life. And I, I always write out the back as I told him, I have two kids. I'm a single mom. And I remember his, you know, usually if guys really can handle it, that's your cue. Just be out. And okay. the first thing I tell yeah. you, I'm a single mom with two boys. That's it. That's it. Don't even waste your time. But his response to me is that was, I always remember he said to me, he said, is it true you're a single mom taking care of two boys? I said, yeah. He said, by yourself? I said, yes. He said, if that's true, I really admire you. I said, it's hard for two parents to take care of one child, let alone you taking care of two. Yes. That's very true. And that's very mature of him to And I say... That. And still be like, oh my god, I'm gonna, am I gonna get into a relationship with someone who in this situation? Or he gave me credit for doing what I do, and I think it says a lot about him as a person. So That's a lot. Yeah. Does how how are did, I'm guessing you won the custody battle? How is the the relationship with their dad? Did you let them see? Right now, it's yeah, 
Um, I actually want him to be involved. That's just it. I don't, I don't want to cut him out of life. I want him to be involved because I think it's very important for the boys to feel like it's not that he doesn't want them. Right. You know, I think you hurt them a lot more if they feel like my father doesn't want me. So I never told them what's going on really. You know, so they still feel like their father wants them. But okay. in the beginning, I said the court order you to visit, give you visitation. That's a privilege. But he would not show up sometimes, and they were very disappointed. Now it's better. What's better? Because he's in a relationship now. He has a place, place he belongs. So he, he now is better. I think he's find out what he wants to do with his life. So, so he, you think a little bit more stable, so he can be a little bit more stable yeah. with the boys. Yeah. In doing the visits, that's yeah. good. He has so, do you feel like you're in a better place now? Like. Everything coming together for what you want. Some I don't I don't know what I want. I don't ever I, no. I don't think I ever think about what I want. I just want uh, some sort of st- stability. I think to feel the stability. Okay, mm-hmm. and you feel you're getting more to that place. Probably closer because the boys are older too. And now that your boyfriend doesn't have kids, mm-hmm. are you guys still having one? I think I'm too old for that. No, he looks so young. Look, I have a client of 45. Oh, no, don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. He already told me Janet Janet Jackson, the baby, after she was 50. I'm like... Yeah, it happens in real life. (laughs) Oh, no. But does he he ever ask you for it, or...? He always said it would be nice to have a girl someday. I said, why girl? He said, because we already have two boys. We <laughs> we'll see to be continued. He did get me two dogs, so okay. <laughs> we did get two dogs afterwards, so okay. Those are babies. Well, they're still tight, even though you think you're older. I am older. I don't yeah. think I am older. I'm no, 41. I'm 41. So you have like 50 more years to live. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. But that's nice. So you've gone through a lot. Do you feel like, um, being a parent in Queens is different anyway than any other place in the world. Like you've, I mean, you know a lot of different places. Yeah, different because I feel in New York in general, you have to do so much more. You have to carry so much more on your shoulder because you are pretty much on your own most of the time. I feel that's true. But but it could just be my. I mean, you were in a particular situation, but I'm sure a lot of people are through that uh, Mm because it's a place of immigrants. So you leave your family behind and you're on your own Mm -hmm. and you basically can't trust many people. But I think the beauty of New York is whoever people you do let in, they're Mm -hmm. very trustworthy. They're your family. It's a small circle. You know, you keep your circle small Mm -hmm. and and then you continue (laughs) <laughs> it is tough do you ever see yourself moving away from New York you know the weird thing about New York is once in a while when I do go back to Taiwan right when I feel like I had it with the city when I do go back to Taiwan then you miss it I miss the weirdest thing I miss the corner I miss the lights it's just weird it is weird yeah. it's one thing about New York it's it's too much most of the time but once you leave, you just always want to come back. I have never met anybody who left New York and tell me that I don't ever want to come back. And yeah. I know so many customers who move away. That's they, true. When they come back visit, they none of them said they don't ever want to come back. They move away thinking to get a better life. Right. But they always want to come back. 
It's it's something unique. Yeah, <laughs> that's New York City for you. Thank you so much for the time. I really had a good time. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for listening to our sixth episode. You can check Anne's Kids Boutique store online at annemayshop.com. That's A-N-M-E-S-H-O-P.com. Thank you, Anne, for allowing me and our listeners to hear your inspiring story. I truly appreciate the time given and the support.